why don't you find Psalm 46? But, you know, man, a lot can happen in 48 hours, right? And it, it got me thinking about those TV shows where they, you know, I, I feel like every TV series have done one of these um, one of these episodes where it, it dives right into the action. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. Like there's the hero and um, there's bullets just ricocheting all around them or maybe they're, in, they're held captive and they're, they're handcuffed and, and, you, and you're just wondering like how on earth have we ended up in this moment? Maybe the, 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 the show begins with the aftermath of something. We, Kim and I were watching one recently where you're just like, it, it just looks like there's been a whole lot of chaos and you're just like, what? has happened and then those words pop up on the screen something like this that says you know 48 hours earlier and then the show just kind of rewinds how did we get to this point and man a lot has happened in 48 hour, hour, 48 hours i'm like man what has happened um and when i think about 48 hours ago i was sitting at church in full monk mode Full monk mode, you're probably thinking, what on earth is he talking about? No, I wasn't in some crazy robes, um, at, you know, in a monastery somewhere. No, I was at church. Um, I, I've heard of this thing called monk mode, okay? Apparently, it's a top TikTok tip, okay? So, you're going to be up with the play. I read about it in one of those real clickbaity titles about a CEO who learned this tip called monk mode that he saw on, on TikTok. It's a, a productivity tip. And what you do is you go to a place, so I went into an office, shut the door, turn off all the notifications, remove all the distractions, and then just get something done. And 48 hours ago, I was in full monk mode, getting my message ready for the weekend. I'm pumped. I've got props. A little bit of a teaser because it's not this morning I feel stirred to talk about something else. I'm going to preach it, but I was looking at um, the parable of the soils and, man, I had got some seeds and I got some other things ready to go and I've written this message and then, um, you know, I turn my notifications back on. There's a message from Kim saying, good news, Um, our coffee table that we had ordered, this is a while ago, has arrived. You can go pick it up. So I'm like, this is awesome. I finished the message early um, and I'm off to pick up this coffee table that we're looking forward to um, for our living room. Uh, So I hop in the car and man, it's pouring. And I arrive at the shop, hop out of the car, walk in, uh, they're, they're ready with the coffee table and then suddenly it goes to another level and you'll know what I'm talking about. Friday evening, it just is like the heavens opened up and it was pouring. So I'm drenched. I'm getting this thing in the car. Like my glasses are just absolutely drenched and full transparency. Um, I had a little accident in the car park and I'm just frustrated. <laughs> And then I'm heading home because I need to be home and I enter the motorway and I'm like, this is crazy. Like all these cars are slowing down. And then all of a sudden we're, we're trying to avoid like, it seems like a river uh, entering state highway one. So we're avoiding this. I get home. Um, 
Next, we get a phone call from Linda. The amazing Linda's on her way because she she's meant to be looking after the kids because we had pre-planned a date night. And every young family know what I'm talking about, where we were so desperate for the date night, the the um, the weather didn't matter. We hopped in our car and braved our way back to Albany. Um, you know, it should have been a bit of a sign that. Things aren't well when um, most of the entrances are blocked with water, but we found one, <laughs> went to a movie, and then we got the news because, you know, it's at that point the notifications are back on, and I'm just seeing, like, these photos and these videos, and it's just unreal. It's all over Auckland. Get a phone call. It's Pastor Don. Um, it's Pastor Don, and he's just saying um, – the church has been flooded. So we headed down afterwards in the dark. We could just see water everywhere. We decided it wasn't safe without mains off. So in the morning we went back. Um, Alan Swaffer, the legend, had gone and turned off the, the mains for us. And there's just water everywhere. And I just want to say, man, we we just we felt gutted. All that collective work that we'd done to get the place ship shape, ready to go for 2023. And it just felt like we're back to square one, a setback, discouraged. And, you know, we, we're so blessed here, to be honest. We had a little bit of flooding through our garage, like a lot of you have talked to, but uh, but nothing serious, but just a, a feeling of disappointment. So anyway, we're setting up for this. I'm beginning to write a, a bit of a new message, and my sister and her family's on the way back from Festival One because uh, that's closed. And so we said, we'll meet you at McDonald's. So we turn up, we are literally, listen to this, we are literally ordering McDonald's, walk back into the playground and Harvey has an accident, falls off about, uh, falls off the slide and breaks his arm. <laughs> this is last night, breaks his arm. So then it's Silverdale Annie. I need to be told to go to um, Starship after they have a look. And, you know, it was 11.58. Uh, when, um, you know, everyone's able to go to bed and, um, you know, you find yourself in a place like this 48 hours later, why? And, you know, it's, it's in times like these that we've, we've got to turn to the word and we've got to turn to, um, uh, we've got to turn to, uh, God because that's where we find our strength. I'm just kind of laughing because I can see some comments coming up about Cole wanting to know if I'm talking about Harvey's arm. Yep, I'm talking about Harvey's arm. Classic pastors, kids, right? And talking about the uh, the coffee table. All <laughs> good. Anyway, it's times like these where um, you've got to turn to the word and turn to God because we can trust him. That's where our strength comes from. And um, I was just reminded, like I was literally putting into practice this message I'm talking about last night with these passages, okay? And, um, you know, when I'm in a time of why and I need to be reminded of the goodness of God and who he is, because it's at that point where any challenge seems insignificant in light of that, um, I went to Psalm 46. And I'm titling this message, unshakable God, because that is who he is. Listen to this, Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Sila, which just means to like to pause and reflect and, and praise. You know, um, God is our refuge 
and strength. When I think of that word refuge, I think of like woman's refuge, a place where um, women in need who need to escape and, you know, bring their kids and, and find a place of safety they can run to and they can trust it. You know, God is our refuge in the middle of any crisis, in the middle of any challenge, whether it's flooding, whether it's broken bones, disappointment, setbacks, crisis, chaos, whatever it is, we can trust God as our refuge. We can come to him, but it's not only that, it says, and strength. You know, what I found to be true in my own life is when we come to God, not only do we find refuge in him, but we find strength in him. Strength for the journey ahead as he journeys with us. It got me thinking of, I think one of the very first sermons I ever heard at Inspire was out of 1 Samuel 30, and it's talking about David in the cave of Adullam, and he's got all this like ragtag band of guys, like rough dudes with them and their families, and they've just returned, and all the wives, the kids, have been taken by an enemy, and all their possessions, and these guys are angry and upset as you can imagine and they're like we're going to blame someone isn't that true that often in these kind of situations it's easy to turn and look to someone to blame so they're like we're going to blame someone and that person was david the leader and it said that um he went away he strengthened himself in the lord david (coughs) pardon me knew that key You know, we've got to learn to strengthen ourselves in God. And why can we? Why can we trust him? Why can we not fear? Because it says he's our ever-present help. That means that there is nothing that can get in the way. It's not like a temporary help or a temporary refuge where God goes like you got you got three chances and then you're on your own or you've only got three nights or whatever that looks like. It's ever present. The Hebrew speaks of like abundance. It speaks of exceedingly. It's it, God's got exactly what you need this morning, strength, help. We've just got to turn to him. That's where the strength comes from when we take refuge in God. And it says, and we will not fear, even though the earth give way, mountains fall into the heart of the sea, the waters roaring and foaming, the mountains quaking with their surgeon. You know, Even if it feels like your world is falling apart, it's not too big for our God. There is nothing, nothing too big for him to come in and help. Nothing that can worry God. You know, God's not worried right now. You know, he's not shaken right now. He is unshakable. So that's why we turn to him. How good, right? Um, I love it. It goes on to say, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the most high dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. The nations are in uproar, but kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth mounts. Man, this speaks to the power of God. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. You know, Um, It talks about a river. Um, There is a river in the city of God and where he dwells. And old Jerusalem actually didn't have a river. Many cities have been built around a river, but it kind of, it speaks of like when we think of right back to the the garden in Eden, it talked about a river. You know, when Ezekiel had those visions about 
uh, God and, and, and the temple, there was a river that flowed that brought life. Not like the raging seas and chaos, but a river that brings life, a river that brings refreshing. You know, we read in Revelations right at the end, you know, 22 about, um, you know, the hope that we have and a river. It says there's a river and it brings life and it brings healing. Even Jesus said, John 7, that uh, there is a river of life springing up within you and he's speaking of the Holy Spirit. You know, where God's presence is, there is a river of life. There is a river that brings refreshing, that makes you glad. That when uh, God, where God's presence is, there you will not fall. That's why we take refuge in him because he is unshakable. You know, that's why we trust him. You know, my prayer is even, even as I'm speaking, that if you need refreshing right now, that you would experience that. Even as we um, speak about the goodness of God and your eyes are open to that, that fear will leave, that peace will come, that you will experience his love and his refuge. It goes on to say, come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease. To the ends of the earth, he breaks the bow and shatters the spear and burns the shield to fire. You know, Israel knew time and time again, uh, time and time again, that God uh, is a deliverer. And, and you know, um, some writers even believe this psalm was written after um, the deliverance from the king of Assyria, um, who came to lay siege on Jerusalem, but they were delivered. And you know, one day, you know, wars come and go, but one day. God is going to bring ultimate victory. He's going to break the bow. He's going to cause wars to cease. Um, you know, that's the hope that we have in the future, um, in eternity with him. But listen to this. He, he, he's going to silence silence those things that bring chaos. And it says, be still and know that I am God. You know, it's in these moments that we're just going to stop, take refuge, Get our strength from him. Seek him. Get that refreshing. Be still. Know that he is God. Know that he is unshakable. And then it says, I'll be exalted amongst the nations and I'll be exalted in the earth. You know, what I find, I've said it time and time again, is that as we begin to focus on who God is, whether it's his faithfulness, his goodness, his love, the fact that, like I'm talking about this morning, that he is unshakable, that nothing can phase him or stop him from meeting you wherever you are at, journeying with you, giving you what you need, being the ever-present help, that it turns to praise. It turns to praise and praise fuels faith. This is reminding me of Philippians 2 where it says that, you know, one day every knee will bow uh, will bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. You know, he's going to silence the chaos and it turns to praise as we recognize who he is. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. You know, this morning, God is unshakable. That is who he is. But I also want to remind you of another thing, and this is what I was reflecting on last night, that not only is he unshakable, that's why we can trust him, but his um, his purposes in, in our life is unshakable. He is unwavering with his purpose. Listen to this. This is so good. This will stir hope uh, in you. Romans 8, 28. Listen to this. It says, and we know that in all things, 
Say it with me. All things, comment, all things, all things. God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Man, I love, this is one of my, I mean, so many scriptures are my favorite, but this is one of my favorites. And we know that in all things. Now, what it doesn't say is God causes all things. Yes, he is sovereign and he can exercise his his control at any point, but he doesn't cause everything. Sometimes he stirs stuff up, um, but sometimes things happen. We just live in a natural but also fallen world and things can happen. But God, it says that in all things, all things, God works for the good of those who love him. You know, whether we're talking about floods, building, your home, your workplace, whether we're talking about broken bones like Harvey and and dealing with that, whether we're talking about disappointments, setbacks, crisis, chaos, and all things, nothing is left out. God works for the good, the long-term good, the ultimate good, the abundant good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I, I also love the language at the front that it says, and we know, you know, what Paul is saying that, that, that word know is um, seen it, perceived it. In other words, like we know this is what happens. We've seen it time and time and time again. And I've seen it in my own life where, you know, you hit that plot of point. Like right now is one of those plot of points where it doesn't say, and we understand, we don't, we don't know the details, but we do know, you know, we hit this plot point. It might be a job loss. It might be um, flood damage, whatever that thing is. It might be sickness, a challenge, a crisis. We hit that plot of point and we go, God, why? What can you do in this moment? But we can trust him. I've experienced it time and time again. So many testimonies from other people in our Inspire family too where we can trust God that he works for the good of those who love him. doesn't say works to make you happy because in that plotted point, often those things that we think, um, man, um, uh, this is the thing that's going to make me happy. We don't know. Hindsight's a beautiful thing. God is looking for our ultimate good. It doesn't say happy, but he works for the good. We can trust him as we move forward. But this is the bit I want to encourage you with. He's talking about those who've been called according to his purpose. He is unwavering with his purpose. Do you know what it is? We find it in 29. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. Ever since the beginning, when we were created in the image of God, to now, as we have been conformed to the likeness of his son, that is his purpose, that each one of us would become more like him in the way that we operate. That's what he's that's what he's forming within us, even in the struggles and the challenges, is that we become more Christ-like. We act more Christ-like. You know, I've seen it that um, you know, God can take moments like redundancies and and, and um even recessions and, and a new business is kickstarted. Um, I was part of one of those with the last recession where um, I had the privilege of being part of a business called Young Shan that was birthed in the middle of that. 
and excel. You know, um, he can take the biggest setbacks and, and make it a springboard into your future. He can take the biggest heartbreaks and build a depth within you that you can truly love in and out of season, whether people deserve it or not. That's being formed in you, you know, failures turning you into a victor. I love the words of, um, as John Maxwell, he, he wrote a book around failing forward. You know, often in this day and age, we think of a failure as something that will cancel you or cancel you from your dreams or whatever that is. But sometimes failure, giving it a go and it didn't go how you had planned or, um, you know, the thing falls over. As John Maxwell talks about, we fail forward, we learn forward, we keep moving, we press on. We understand that even in the middle of the disappointment, God is building something within you. It's his purpose, his purpose for every one of us to be conformed to the likeness of his son. It reminds me of, and we're actually going to, I'm going to turn there. It's Colossians. It, it kind of brings to life what we're talking about. Uh, where are we? Philippians, Colossians. 115. So in the same way that it says in Colossians 115 that he, Christ, is the image of the invisible God. So when we see Christ, when we read about Jesus through the Gospels, how he acted, how he moved in power, um, that's how we could see God because it was God in flesh. That's who Jesus is. In the same way that he is the image of the invisible God, as we jump to Colossians 3 and 10, it says, and we put on the new self, which has been renewed in the knowledge, in the image of its creator. We also become the image, that's what he's doing, of Christ to those around us. What does that look like? Verse 12, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves. This is what it looks like to be clothed, to look like Christ, to become like Christ. That we'd be clothed with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with each other, forgiving what grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, Put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. You know, God doesn't um, guarantee that every one of us is going to be a massive success in the world's eyes because God's criteria is completely different. What success looks like is you being Jesus and whatever sphere of influence God has placed you in, whether it's within business, whether it's within education, whether it's within um, uh, your family, like whether it's within the arts, wherever God has placed you, that you would be Christ-like, that people would experience compassion, kindness, gentleness, forgiveness. Man, we need a whole lot more of that in this day and age that people would experience true love. You know, I love, I was chatting with Bev Adair the other day and she's probably embarrassed talking about this, but that's okay. Um, you know, do it and then ask for forgiveness later. I love talking to Bev and what she's doing with these emerging artists and some of them have come from all sorts of like crazy broken backgrounds but just her coming alongside them and, and helping them with their music and, and moving forward she's also sharing love and loving them where they're at and seeing lives being transformed you know she is being Jesus right in the middle of where God has placed her and you know Story, story, story. We could be here all morning, but I want to encourage you that's what God is doing in this moment. Uh, you know, let God give you the eyes of faith to see that 
even in a why moment, he's building something, something greater, something that's good. I want to finish with this story. So it was um, open, open here than prayer. Wednesday night, man, it feels like maybe even a month ago, but it was Wednesday night just being an incredible night as Spark Arena is just packed with people praying and, and Pastor Tuck Bunner, he shared this story and I, I want to leave this with you where um, there was a great evangelist named Gypsy Smith and he was asked about what is the secret of revival because we're talking about revival a lot and I'm excited about what God's going to do in 2023 as, as revival comes. And, and he said, what is the secret of revival? And I'm going to read it because I don't want to get it um, mixed up. Let's go for the words. But it says, um, this is what he said, okay? He said, go home, take a piece of chalk. Let's just pretend this is a piece of chalk. Draw a circle around yourself and pray, oh, Lord, revive everything inside this circle. I'm going to say it again. He said, go home, take a piece of chalk, draw a circle around yourself, then pray, oh, Lord, revive everything inside the circle. And this is the opportunity of this moment right now is wherever you are, you know, you don't actually have to get a Sharpie or a chalk or whatever and draw a circle, but just in your mind, just draw a line around yourself where you are and let's make this our prayer. Lord, in fact, you can say it with me, Lord, revive everything inside the circle. God, Lord, no matter what I'm facing right now, wherever I am, if I'm on a mountain high or I'm deep in the valley, God, revive everything inside the circle. God, whatever I'm facing right now, Lord, I trust you to, to um, God, to, to lead me forward into the ultimate goodness that you have ahead of me. Lord, let me become more like you and the way that I act every day. Give me that patience. Give me that love. Give me that kindness. Give me that compassion in Jesus' name. You know, even as I'm praying, I'm just mindful that it might not be torrential rain and, and flooding in this moment outside, uh, but man, even driving around the streets yesterday afternoon, there is a lot of cleanup to still be done and there'll be neighbors that need help. And there'll be people who are frustrated and irritated at work and they're short with you. And this is our opportunity to be Jesus. This is our opportunity for people to experience. You know, I'm a big believer in the power of God and we want to see more of that and praying and seeing healing and, and other things, but also the power of God is moving through the way you talk to somebody where they experience something different, the presence of God, the love of God, the kindness of God, the forgiveness of God. This is our opportunity. In fact, even right now, as we are, um, as we are in that mode of praying, I want to encourage you. Maybe, maybe you're listening this morning and you've just found yourself on the stream and you're just like, uh, you're just feeling stirred. You're like, uh, 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 you want more. You're like, um, I don't want to just. I've heard about God, but I want to know God. I want to experience God. Or, man, I'm in a challenge. I need what you're talking about. You know, that scripture talked about, this is the promise 
to those who love him, called according to his 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 purpose. This is this is for you. You've just got to take hold of it. You know the the free gift. This is why Jesus went to the cross to defeat sin in your life, to make a way that you the 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 slate could be wiped clean. It's a free gift. It's right there. You've just got to take hold of it. It's like I've just handed over a hundred bucks, but unless you actually take it and spend it, you're not going to get anything out of it. This is your opportunity right now. And what what the Holy Spirit, maybe you're you're feeling convicted and you're like, man, my life just does not measure up. Thinking of the sin, you know, the things where we fall short, the way you, um, maybe the way you act with your, your family or at work, the things where you miss the mark. Maybe it's the addictions, the things that you're like, man, I am not worthy enough. This is the this is the good news. This is the gospel. Wherever you find yourself this morning, if you are willing to surrender and go, God, I need you. I, I want to take refuge in you. I need your strength. I want to stop living life on my own terms, but follow you. Lord, I want to be someone that emanates love, kindness, peace, all those things that you are. I want that. I want that. I want to be saved. This is your moment. This is your moment. If that's you, I want to encourage you. Maybe it's it's a, it's as simple as placing your hand on your heart right now and join me in this prayer. But after that, I want to encourage you, go to inspirechurchnz.com slash yes. Why I'm saying that is we want to connect with you because it's not a one-off decision. It's now a life journey and we want to, we want to journey with you on that. But if that's you right now, you know your heart's pounding, you're feeling stirred, just join me in a prayer like this. You know, I, I just want to give you some language to the moment so that you can talk to God. It's not a magic formula. It's a prayer. It's kickstarting that conversation with God and say, Dear Lord Jesus, I need you. I'm tired of doing this on my own. I don't even measure up. Lord, I'm sorry. For the sin, the addictions, where I fall short, I need your forgiveness. And thank you for the cross. Thank you for your sacrifice that made a way for me to be set free, for me to know you, for me to receive salvation for me to experience your love, for me to experience your goodness. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You know what What an incredible opportunity. And as I said, if you took that opportunity this morning, go to inspirechurchnz.com slash yes. Let us know. As I said, we want to be able to connect with you, encourage you. Um, maybe you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, one of these other platforms. Um, you can even direct message us. We'd love to, we'd love to meet with you. Um, but in addition to that, I want to pray for all of you. Awesome Inspire family. If you want to join with me in that, I know, you know, you might be stirred this morning and you're like, man, I need. God to meet me where I am at. And here's the awesome thing. It says that uh, Psalm 23, that I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear because you are with me. You know what? God is with you right now. And and I, I want to pray for you and I want to pray into your situation. 
and come on inspire church even even though there is no physical altar and people coming out we can still be praying for those who i'm praying for even if they're in different homes so if it's not you join in prayer and believe for breakthrough for people if it is you um man stretch out your hand touch the device whatever whatever is a way of faith of we're joining faith together to pray okay so lord i want to thank you for every person who is responding to this message right now maybe they're finding themselves in the middle of chaos or crisis doesn't even have to be flood related whatever god i pray prove yourself faithful in this moment God, give them an awareness of you with them right now in the name of Jesus. By your Holy Spirit, fill them with strength. God, strength for the stretch. God, the, the, the size of whatever they face right now will begin to shrink in the light of your infinite goodness how big you are, that nothing is impossible for you, that, Lord, you are unshakable. Give them a revelation of that right now. And God, in your goodness, I pray that you will bring breakthrough. Show them the way ahead. Give them the eyes of faith to see the way ahead, to lead them out of that in Jesus' name. We speak against every sickness. We speak against every attack of the enemy. We speak against every ounce of fear that would hold people back right now. And we speak your love. In place, we speak your power. God, in place, we, we even speak a, a, a great infilling of your Holy Spirit that strengthens us and brings that river of life flying and bubbling right out of us. We speak that in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just want to lift up every person who is uh, watching this. And Lord, I just pray, open our eyes to the opportunity ahead of us. Instead of God, us being caught up in any of these challenges, let us have the eyes to see where we can be your hands and feet to those around us. Neighbors, God, check out operators, uh, work colleagues, whatever it is, God, let us see the opportunity. Let us meet the opportunity. And God, I just pray that we would overflow hope, that we would overflow you. And God, even greater than that, I pray this week that we would hear testimonies where we get to even share, God, inspire family, sharing the hope that we have and seeing lives transformed as people come. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.